Shalom. My name is Carl Whitehead, and this is Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. During this series on blessing, I have been investigating the function of blessing as it is presented to us through Torah. The developing premise is that to bless is to view latent potential, speak to that potential and have that potential manifest in the realm of observable action. Uh, In this podcast, I would like to turn our attention to the reciprocal action of humanity in our capacity to be aware of and observe how God uses blessing. How are we to respond in our growing awareness and perception about the function of blessing in the way we speak and facilitate blessing within creation as a reflection of the ways of God, which is to say that is our capacity to observe the way God does things. So we are, after all, uniquely designed to perform reciprocal action based upon observation. Now, it's important to clarify that statement because our capacity for reciprocal behavior is cumulative in our ability to observe both in the visual and in the auditory domain of function. So we are aware of this capacity for reciprocal response to God as reflective action because of the language used in Bereshit 1.27, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27, where it reads, Vayivra Elohim it hadam betsalmo betsalem Elohim bara oto zachar unkeva bara otam. So we read this, or we translate this in the English. And Elohim created human, the human, in his image. In the image of Elohim, he created them, male and female. So this word, Zalem, provides the unique framework of perception that allows us to wrestle with the idea that we are more capable of emulating Hashem's actions within creation than we can currently comprehend. So the word Zalem is very important to us when we consider its role in how we are created. So again, in the English, we read, and God created man in his image. The word there, image, is translated from the word Zalem. And what does Zalem mean? What does it indicate to us in regards to function? So the word Zalem is spelled Zadi Lamed Mem, and Literally, it means something that represents something else, a smaller representation of that thing. And so that's what we are as humanity. And because of that, we are able to begin to wrestle with that very important idea that we are created to be like God in some measure. Now, of course, the idea of what that measure is is something to be debated and is, again, a very important idea. But the beginning premise is that we have the capacity to emulate God in the way he 
acts or the way he does action within creation. And of course the way that we are able to perceive his action outside of creation. And so we've seen this, we've seen that Hashem in the framework of the name Elohim as the, the author, the judge, the creator of all things, blesses. He blesses, he, he speaks blessing into creation. Therefore, we are able to emulate that. Now, what does that mean to us as people? How do we respond? The challenge that this also presents is that when we become aware of this potential, what actions and behaviours will enable us to progressively unlock and realise this potential? So I would like to suggest that a large part of this process is coming into the framework of blessing. So as we have begun to perceive with greater clarity, blessing unlocks potential to increase life. This therefore needs to be our growing mindset as we move further into realizing our function as the fusion of heaven and earth. So now we can begin to turn our attention to what Torah has to show us about the development of the language of blessing as it begins to be developed within humanity. So this is also an important point that I would like to make. What we see in the Torah is a progression towards the realization of potential. We learn how to bless by looking to those who have walked this journey before us, learning to listen to the voice of their witness. So the first human voice of blessing is that of Noah, Noah, and it presents to us a very interesting point of discussion. So in Bereshit 9.26, again the book of Genesis, we read in the Hebrew, Vayomir Baruch Hashem Elohei Shem Vichi Kana'an Eved Lamo. So the translation of this verse to English reads, And he said, Blessed be Hashem, the God of Shem, and let Kana'an be his servant. So the most interesting point of context for this verse is what precedes it. And we find this, of course, in verse 25, where it says in the Hebrew, Vayomir arur kana'an evid avadim so we read this as, and he said, Cursed is Kana'an, a servant of servants, shall he become to his brothers. So this verse presents an interesting distinction between what Hashem has blessed as opposed to what man will curse. So in Bereshit 9.1, we see that Elohim repeats the blessing of chapter 1 verse 28 over Noah and his sons. And if you recall, and you can go and have a look, that in verse 28 of chapter 1 of the book of Boreshit, after creating humanity, he blesses them. What does he do? He blesses them to spread out, to multiply, to subdue the earth, to have dominion. So Hashem repeats this over Noah 
and his sons. Therefore, Noah couldn't curse his sons. Therefore, he cursed Canaan, his grandson, through Ham, his son. All this because Noah debased himself, which of course we find in 920, which is a, a familiar story, I'm sure, to many of you, where it talks about Noah plants himself a vineyard, creates wine, and then of course partakes in that wine, and puts himself in a compromising position to be found by his sons. So what we are presented with in this narrative is a juxtaposition of outcomes and a paradoxical set of limitations. Kana'an was declared to become a servant of servants. So you can look at this as saying that Noah was declaring over him a limitation. You are limited to only become a servant. You will serve others. In fact, you will be a servant of servants. You will serve your brothers. Yet, again, paradoxically, servanthood and humility are the ultimate goals of Torah. Shem is blessed, but not by his father, who only blesses the source of blessings. Again, we come back to verse 26, where it says, "What did who did Noah bless? He blessed Hashem. Vayomer Baruch Hashem Elohei Shem. Blessed is Hashem, the God of Shem. So he didn't actually bless his son. So what are we to make of this? Because I think this is a very interesting and poignant discussion to be had. Because this in itself is a difficult question. However, what we can do is view this narrative from the perspective of what's missing. So to identify this, we need to consider one of the things that is debated about in regards of Noah by many commentators, which is Noah's lack of saying anything. So this is most evident when we compare Noah to Avraham. Avraham spoke up for his generation. And we see this in the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, in chapter 18, verses 22 to 33, when he debated Hashem over his intent towards Sodom and Amorah. So Noah, in comparison, when informed about Hashem's intent towards humanity, was silent. So this viewpoint produces an interesting point of discussion. Trauma limits our capacity to see potential. Only when we move past trauma and into life do we begin to perceive our potential and therefore the potential of others. So in my opinion, Noah was heavily traumatized to experiencing the almost absolute demise of humanity. So this places him at the beginning of our journey into the realization of what we, as humanity, have capacity and potential for in the expression of blessing. So this teaches us that our potential to bless is determined by our capacity to perceive life from the perspective of heaven. 
So there is a powerful lesson at the beginning of this journey to discover our capacity to bless. When we can't see potential as an expression of blessing, we can, like Noah, bless the source of potential. We can cause ourselves to bless Hashem. Now to find this language of blessing, we don't have to guess. We can turn to Tehillim 103, the book of Psalms, where the words of David HaMelech, David the King, echo through the generations to us. And there we read in the wonderful words of David, Le David, by David, Barchi nafshi et Hashem. Bless, O my soul, Hashem. Vechol Karavai et shem kadshor, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And there is quite a remarkable symmetry or mirroring here of the text that we find in the book of Boreshi. Because what does he say there? He says, Vayomir Baruch Hashem Elohai Shem. Now this is very interesting because the word there, Shem, which we look at as a proper noun, the name of his son, is mirrored in Tehillim 103, where he says, Vechol Keravai et Shem Kadshol, and all that is within me. Bless his name. <laughs> so he's saying here this, this, this function of learning how to turn ourselves into the sound of blessing, to, be, to begin to learn how to observe the way our Creator blesses, is to speak to ourselves. Speak to our nefesh, speak to our soul, which is exactly what David HaMelech is doing here. Bless, O my soul, bless Hashem. And sometimes that's all we are capable of, but here's the amazing thing. That's the beginning of our journey. The beginning of our journey is learning how to use language, how to use our breath and turn it towards our Creator. And how more a beautiful thing is there to do than Bless our Creator, turn our breath and cause ourselves to become a blessing to Him so that the potential of that relationship, the potential of our knowing starts to attach itself to the source of our potential. I look forward to delving more into this idea in future podcasts. Baruch Hashem, Shalom, Shalom.